Radical, episode 145. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm your host, Shane Hazel. I am coming in hot tonight. Uh, The title of this podcast is The Fall of America. You will see why. Uh, If you maybe have seen it coming, if you haven't seen it coming, if you're new to the show, if you're coming from Libertarianville, whether it's anarchy, minarchy, constitutionalist, whatever it is, if you're coming from the left, the right, I don't, independence, I don't care who you are. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Go out there and share this right now. Send out a tweet, send it out whatever you can to, uh, to share this. I think this is probably going to be a pretty informative episode uh, as a Marine vet. I think I've got. Uh, maybe a little bit of inside and, and definitely some some connection uh, here emotionally uh, to what's been going on today uh, and really for the past 20 fucking years in this country. And oh, by the way, uh, this is a welcome there, Dodgecoin Miser. Uh, first time here. Welcome to everybody. Um, this is we're trying to unite people around the idea of principle, which most people have never defined in their life, peace, liberty, and consent in all matters in your life. Um, what's been going on the, the, the past 24 hours uh, is, is stunning. Um, not unpredictable, but stunning, uh, to say the, the very least. Um, first and foremost, though, if you love the show and you want to support it, you can go out to patreon.com slash radical pod. You can become a patron for as little as a dollar. You guys are signing up, and I, I'm really, really grateful to each and every one of you guys for doing that. Uh, thank you guys very much. Uh, if you want to leave a review, uh, go out to Apple, leave a five-star review, and I will read it here on the air. I appreciate all those who have done it. Uh, and the website, RadicalPod.com, has merch up. It's been redesigned a little bit, and I would appreciate it. I just put up the, uh, the governor page um, for content only. It's not up there to stay, but like just to kind of get a, a feel for um, – you know, how my crowd uh, likes it and what the message is and maybe to, to fine tune some things. So uh, I do appreciate your, uh, you know, looking at it and uh, any type of, I don't know, critical um, eye you could give it without being an asshole. That'd be really cool. Um, warning in the show, if you got kids around, I do cuss and I'm going to probably cuss a lot in this show. Um, I'm, I'm a little worked up about a lot of things right now, but um, thank you guys for for all being part of this for being those people that can see, um, you know, light years ahead of everybody else, for being studied, for wanting to hear something outside of what the god-awful propagandists out there um, give you on a, I don't know, 24-7, 365 basis ratcheted up to 10. I don't want to be ratcheted up to 10 all the time. I think it's ridiculous. However, today is one of those days where I think we're going to point out some very, very obvious things. Um, if you're feeling a certain way right now in terms of like getting kicked in the nuts or in the gut or whatever, um, you've got a really, really, uh, you know, good reason to feel that way is because the, the star spangly paradigm that you were taught as children in the, you know, murder cult indoctrination, uh, indoctrination youth camps uh, is is blinding right now, 
absolutely blinding. I see all you guys out there, um, and some of you guys got some crazy names in here, but uh, Benjamin and uh, Gabe and, and Savior and Laura, thank you guys for all being here. Um, we, Yeah, this has been a grinding week, and, and I love you guys too. I, I really appreciate it, and God bless you guys. Um, let's get into it. First and foremost, this is from The Sun. Uh, you guys have seen the news. I guarantee you've seen the news on what's happened. We had a attack. Um, where I believe a dozen Marines were killed at the Kabul airport. And I'm just going to kind of read through this and, and kind of take you guys what happened. So the, the, the orientation of the base, uh, or I should say the, the uh, Kabul airport, more or less, uh, kind of the, the runway runs in a uh, northwest to southeast fashion. Uh, there's the Abbey Gate, there's the East Gate, there's a main interest, uh, entrance, and on the south side of the runway, just to the southeast of the runway, uh, they had two explosions go off today. Um, you know, the, and I'll, I'll get into it here, but, uh, it's, it's absolute chaos around there. And I've talked to a couple of my buddies, um, who are still in, uh, parts of the military and, um, have been over here multiple, multiple times and, and are very close to things that are on the ground because they obviously, uh, still have, you know, buddies and people who they're in charge of on the ground over there. So, uh, it's, it's always good to reach out and talk to them and kind of get some of the ground truth. And they said it is, it's kind of mayhem. It, it might not be as, much of mayhem as you see uh from the from the reporters which is typical right like i remember being over there and how you would see news stories of events and, and battles you were in and you're like what the fuck are they talking about you know they'll take a, a close shot of a very disturbing image and then you know like most everybody else is just peaceful and everything else around there, you know, something, something, you know, completely, uh, you know, just framed right for the camera to sell, you know, what's, what sells it's, it's blood, it's bullets. It's, you know, it's all sorts of chaos is what these people think sell. So anyway, thousands of people have gathered at the airport over the last 12 days, hoping to be evacuated after the Taliban seized power. At least 90 Afghans have been killed and 140 people hurt in the attacks. 13 U.S. service members were killed, including 12 Marines and one Navy medic, also known as a corpsman, uh, while 15 were injured. And so here's the thing is that number has been growing all day. At first, I think we heard like three and then it was seven. And now it's up to, you know, um, 15 people were injured and 13 members uh, have died. Absolutely horrific. One of the, the worst days we've had in Afghanistan in probably about 10 years, so I'm told. Um, it's uh, they, this, the attacks made on the Americans. Oh, yeah, here it is. The, the attacks made for America's deadliest day in Afghanistan in 10 years. There you go. And Republicans claimed U.S. President Joe Biden had blood on his hands. And here's where I am going to take some, I don't know. Does Joe Biden have blood on his hands? Yeah, Joe Biden has blood on his hands. Does Donald Trump have blood on his hands? Of course he has blood on his hands. Barack Obama, yes. George Bush, hell yes. All of these guys have blood on their hands. We talked about it in my last Afghanistan show. I think it was like two shows ago, maybe three shows ago. Um, you go back and listen to it. These guys haven't pulled out of Afghanistan because there was never a good time to pull out of Afghanistan. Maybe... You know, the first two years, like I've said before, but that was it. Nobody wanted this to be their legacy. And I'm telling you, like, 
when you look at it through the executive lens as I want to get reelected or I don't want this to be my legacy. This is Joe Biden's legacy forever. Guaranteed this man, you know, you know, America's back, right? Get the fuck out of here. This is going to be Joe's legacy. Um, is it disgraceful? Is it all Joe Biden's fault? Where are the fucking generals? Where are the secretaries? Where are the ambassadors? This is what I can't stand about non-thinking binary people who just want to write headlines and clickbait and spin something, you know, one way or another to push a political narrative. What's the political narrative, Shane? Everybody's in the bed for the Democrats anyway. Yeah, but are they in bed for the right Democrat? Is this the right time to be in bed with Joe Biden? No. I mean, people are throwing him under the bus. That I mean, there was a great, great segment on uh, on Tucker uh, a few nights ago where he kind of outlined this. I mean, the DOD is doing it. The press secretary is doing it. A whole bunch of people in the administration are parting ways with this man who we've all said is in declining mental health. Like this guy is dying. And to see him up in front of reporters right now looking like a man who should probably be, I don't know, closer to the hospice than a podium, then like you're seeing a setup. You're seeing the setup for a a reason. Like Joe Biden's gonna be the fucking fall guy here, right? And here's the thing is when I talk about the the ambassadors, the generals, the secretaries out there, the state, the, the D- Department of Defense, um, all of these people who have been involved in this for years and years, two decades, right? They had time to plan an exit. And specifically, the G5 does this. When we're talking about retrograde and future plans, the G5 does this. Now, you guys are going, what's what's the G5, Shane? The G5 is future planning for the military. So you've got the one shop or you know general staff. So the difference between S1 and G1 is general, general staff is G1 with the, the G designator versus the S1, which is more of a company size type uh, without you know general command, right? So you've got the... The S1 or the G1. We'll just talk about the G's, right? So G1 is your admin. These are the guys that make sure that everybody gets paid. G2 is intelligence. G3 is operations. G4 is logistics. G5, um, future plans. Forgot what G6 and G7 are off the top of my head. And I think G8 is like, um, uh, I don't know, acquisitions or something like that. So at any rate, when, when we're looking at this, the G5, like, Biden and presidents don't plan military operations. They say, hey, this is what I want to happen. And then these guys all get together and they come up with their plans and they they war game it and all that kind of stuff. And they do this for tons and tons and tons of things. Like that's a big, big ass building up there in Washington, D.C. with five sides where that's where they handle this kind of shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> G7 lightning money on fire. That's right. Papa Brian. Um, but yeah, you're, this is, this is being politicized to tear people in America apart to Democrats and Republicans. And I'll get into more of that in a minute, but to see that this is how it's happening instead of, you know, you know, we're, we're going to not take some, some time here and, and understand that this is always the way it was going to be always. 
you know, retrogrades and leaving theaters are, it sucks. I mean, it's one of those things. It's after operations are done and you've laid waste to a, a country when you've used absolutely overwhelming military might and maybe a just war and you leave right after you get done. That's the only good time to leave. After that, you stay there and you do nation building and all this other bullshit. There's no, there's no good time to leave. We are seeing that unfold now. It's exactly why all the other presidents never, ever did this. And I'll tell you, you know, some people are like, oh, yeah, you know, Donald Trump set him up. Well, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I hate to say I told you so, but, you know, when he was brokering the peace deal, I think it was what last May or sometime with these guys um, and, or no, they're supposed to be out by May. And, you know, Donald Trump wasn't in office anymore. I mean, I guess Donald Trump would have owned this had he won the election. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to get into rigged elections. I think they're all rigged. Um, they don't give the keys to trillions of dollars a year in spending away to just any, you know, just anybody. They, they, have, they have the right person in there at the right time to make this look the way they want it to look. And that's it. Like, that's it. So anyway, it goes on. Mr. Biden told uh, those behind the Kabul airport attacks, get this, we will not forgive. We will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay. What did I say when we started talking about, hey, we're leaving Afghanistan by the 31st of August or by 9-11, basically, right? Believe it when you see it, because when things are going on like this, where Tensions are high. People are worried. There's escalation. And there's a lot of people in the region with a lot of, quote unquote, interest in what's going on in Afghanistan. And they don't really want to fucking leave. Right? Like, I think the amount of minerals and gold and things like that that are underneath the soil of the uh, mountains in Afghanistan Trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars worth of natural resources in Afghanistan. Um, and this is no joke why we're there. The fact that you've got the MIC, the fact that you've got politicians, the fact that you've got people who are lining the pockets of politicians who have interest there. There's a ton of stuff going on here. And I'm telling you right now, as quote unquote, ISIS has kind of, you know, come in here and said that, yeah, this is this is what we did to get back at America, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, that could I'm telling you, it's not conspiracy. This kind of shit happens all the time. False flags and all that other kind of stuff to keep us there. Absolutely. No question in my mind that that's what you're seeing here. Um, let's see. Marine Corps General uh, Kenneth McKenzie, commander of the U.S. Central Command, said at this time, we know 12 U.S. Su uh, U.S. service members have been killed in the attack and 15 more service members have been injured. A number of Afghan civilians have also been killed or injured in the attack. And I think that was as high as 40, maybe 140 people hurt. 90 Afghanistan's killed. 90 Afghanis uh, killed. Oh, man. Yeah. So Joe Biden has come out to the podium in all of his fucking glory, stumbling, mumbling, looking like a fearful old man. And I mean, really, really, really bad. And says, you know, these these words, we're not going to forgive. We're not going to forget. We're going to hunt you down and make you pay. 
This is why this shit never ends. It's a circle. Some people have talked about leveling this place and dropping Moabs on them. And it's like, God damn it, guys. We've been doing this for 20 years. The Afghanis have been at war. I think they maybe had, a, what, a, about a 10-year, 20-year break there for a while and, you know, with some people. But, like, these guys, it's an empire graveyard. This is where empires go and they, they bleed out and they die. And we're talking about prolonging this any longer or hunting people down or sending in special forces or something asinine to do some more of this shit where we're getting what we're going to get more blowback from it. That's what happens when you continuously go to war and then they strike you and you strike them. And it just goes around and around and around and around. How many people in Afghanistan right now do you think are sitting there going, man, I love America. Nobody in Afghanistan saying that right now. There are some people that want to come here because they know it's better than living under the Taliban. Which brings me to my next point. The other day when, uh, I, I guess it was uh, Jen Psaki up there, the the, the White House uh, press pool, I don't know, head of whatever she is, um, Daywalker extraordinaire, uh, got up there and started talking about, we're, we're getting tens of thousands of people out of Afghanistan every day. Boy, that seems like a big damn number. Tens of thousands out of Afghanistan. It's like, all right, well, how many, how many people did we have there in terms of American troops, people who are part of the American mission in Afghanistan, people that were working there um, from, you know, from private industry? 100,000 still? Why? Were they not told, and I know the answer to this, to start sending your people back, start retrograding because we have a date on a calendar or they just, they didn't believe it either. <laughs> nah, I don't think this is going to end. We're going to stick around because uh, that was just, this, that was just Afghanistan part one. This is going to be Afghanistan part two or three or four or whatever, but it, definitely not leaving. Right. And the, Damn, man, I guess they called the bluff. And now, um, you know, the, the fact that we're we're taking this many people out every day and President Biden's Twitter and not that he tweets his own stuff, but uh, President Biden's Twitter about an hour ago, despite extraordinary dangers and risk, we are able to evacuate more than 100,000 people in just a matter of days. We can and we must complete our mission. We will not be deterred by terrorists. We will not let them stop our mission. We will continue the evacuation. I, I hope that's true. I hope we are not sending anybody else in. I hope we are absolutely leaving. But the bigger question here is they've, they're still evacuating people until the 31st of August. I'm going to guarantee you right now that what they're doing is shuffling people to the United States, maybe some other parts of the world, but they're definitely shuffling people to the United States from Afghanistan. And a lot of people have jumped the shark on this, especially in libertarian circles. 
Shane, you know, as a libertarian, you got to be all for, you know, not imaginary lines on the map. I am. I understand we live in a welfare state that can't support people just coming in while you're taxing people and everything else. At That's, that's got to be the nuance that we have to have an understanding on, period. Now, this is not that. And Brian Kemp down here the other day, he wanted to bring these guys in. Listen, there's a difference between immigration. There's a difference between refugees who make it to America or at least out of the country that they're in or some other way. But to be, quote unquote, libertarian and think for a second that the default position for libertarians is to go out there and say, yes, let's bring all these refugees from Afghanistan or any other country in the world to America. What you're talking about is supporting government-funded relocation. How in the hell is that even remotely a libertarian idea? It's not. It's absolutely, for me, listen, I don't like paying taxes. I think that taxation is theft and all that fun stuff. And the fact that we are over there in the first place is a violation of my conscience. The second, we're going to bring those people over here. And I guarantee you they're doing it. I guarantee you they are bringing people here that have not been screened or who maybe have been screened that they know are agents of chaos and will do some horrible, horrible shit. Now, am I saying it's the rule? No. But I'm saying when you think about what evil people think and they're moving 100,000 people in a matter of days out of Afghanistan, oh, man. If I'm an evil person and I want to see chaos in America, which kind of seems like that's what we're looking at these days, what's, what was, what's one of the best things you could do? Start importing a bunch of people that absolutely hate America into America. telling you i guarantee you it's happened watch watch i don't know days months weeks i don't know i can tell you right now that it's gonna happen and they're gonna go oh yeah you know those those hundred plus thousand people that we evacuated as refugees out of afghanistan it was it was one of them or a group of them or whatever watch Mark my words, it is, what, the 26th of August? It's happening. It's happening. Now, on this front of America being absolutely, I don't know, a crumbling empire. And let's face it, that's what empires do. Empires crumble. They fall, and we are watching the American empire fall. I am not happy about the way it's happening. The fact that the empire is falling right now. I don't know that it's a bad thing. I'll tell you as as much terrible shit as this empire is doing, not only here in the United States, but around the world, probably a better place when it's not around. And everybody that's, Oh, Shane, you know, red, white, blue in America starts. Look, man, I thought so in the eighties, 90s and really up until about 2004 when I saw this shit up close and personal and I saw exactly what it had become. I've been waiting a long, long, long time for kind of this moment. 
I mean, I, it, it doesn't bring me any pleasure at all to say this, guys. Absolutely brings me no pleasure at all to, to think at one point in my boyhood life that we were an amazing country and to now see through all the bullshit that we were ever, you know, indoctrinated with in these, you know, murder cult youth indoctrination camps. Get your kids out of school. I mean, get them out of school as fast as you possibly can. The school system in America, this indoctrination system, needs to collapse. Education is free. You can get an education from your computer, your phone, whatever else out there. There's tons and tons of great free books um, over at the Mises Institute. This is, I think this is the second time in a row in a show that I've plugged them. They're amazing. Tons of free stuff. Go check it out. But a memorandum from the senior Pentagon leadership has come out. Commanders of combatant commands, defense agency, DOD, field activity directors. I think this is interesting that it's commanders of combat commands, right? Not your admins and things like that, but like, no kidding. You know, like these guys are going into combat. Um, and that's really, you know, your grunts for the most part. It's your artillery guys, uh, maybe some of your mechanized, all that kind of stuff. It's not really, you know, everything else that's out there. You know, it's it, this seems fairly exclusive as if, and I don't know, call me crazy that they want people who are the combatants to have the shots more than anybody else right now. So mandatory coronavirus disease 2019 vaccination of Department of Defense service members. Now, I've had a lot of people uh, who are in, who are transitioning out um, that are absolutely, you know, they're, they're beside themselves right now with with what's going on. And I'll show you why more here in a minute after I get through with this to defend this nation, we need a healthy and ready force after careful consultation with medical experts and military leadership. And with the support of the president, I have determined that mandatory vaccination against the coronavirus disease 2019 is necessary to protect the force and defend the American people. Mandatory vaccinations are familiar to all of our service members and mission critical inoculation is almost as old as the U.S. military itself. Our administration of safe, effective COVID-19 vaccines has produced admirable results to date. And I know the Department of Defense will come together to finish the job with urgency, professionalism, and compassion. This is such horseshit. This is, I mean, are you fucking kidding me? The one thing that I've there military health is not um, compassionate. It's definitely not compassionate once you get to the VA part of it. But um, urgency, maybe professionalism, probably um, if you if I guess if you consider, you know, forcing people to get a vaccine that they don't want, um, you know, compassionate, professional. Fuck, man, I I just see this and I, I think for this they, they never ever stop lying to you ever from the from the word go when you walk into the recruiter's office they they lie their fucking ass off to everybody don't seriously don't join the service i'm gonna tell you right now if you're a kid who's thinking about it you got kids in your life who are thinking about joining the service right now for god's sakes go show them this show them show them this show 
I therefore direct the secretaries of the military departments to immediately begin full vaccination of all members of the armed forces under the DOD authority on active duty or in the ready reserves, including the National Guard, who are not fully vaccinated against COVID-19. All right. So there's a big problem with this, too. National Guard units, those belong to the states. I'll tell you right now, Brian Kemp and the rest of you fucking governors out there, if you're going to let these people come into your states and and inoculate, quote unquote, vaccinate, give these people a shot, you're out of your minds. Absolutely out of your minds. Most of these guys have nothing to worry about. If they ever got COVID, they, you know, most of these guys, 99.99999%, low body fat, extremely healthy, get lots of sunshine. They are healthy people. You don't need to vaccinate these guys, especially when we've seen the efficacy of these vaccine, quote unquote, wear off. After I think what I've what I, the the most recent thing that I've read today, I don't know a little over a couple weeks. It doesn't make it makes sense if you understand what they're doing. They're compromising the people who can fight back against I don't know whatever might happen to a collapsing empire. Service members are considered fully vaccinated two weeks after completing the second dose of a two-dose COVID-19 vaccine or two weeks after receiving a single dose or of a one-dose vaccine. Those with previous COVID-19 infections are not considered fully vaccinated. There are studies coming out of Israel right now that say that people who have gotten both of the Pfizer vaccines, right, the double shot, the double vaccine over there have a 13 fold, 13 times the amount or the, the, the probability of having breakthrough. They're talking about people who already have, and this is people who have had one shot or people who have had natural immunity because they've already had the COVID-19 infection. The COVID-19 infection and the antibodies that are left over from this, those are going to last a long, long, long time into the future. And they have no idea how long. We know for a fact that these things don't work. It would be a smarter plan of action if the DOD came out and said, we need to have some COVID parties. We need to get these guys together. We need to get them. Uh, you, they need to have COVID. They need to get over it. They need to have the antibodies versus getting them vaccines that are going to wear off in a matter of, I don't know, what, six months so that we just keep jabbing them, keep jabbing them, keep jabbing them. Did anybody ever say in the beginning, you're going to have to have two and a booster every six months? No, they didn't say that to anybody. That's how you know this whole thing is a crock of fucking shit. I am... This this. This thing continues. Mandatory vaccination against COVID-19 will only use COVID-19 vaccines that receive full licenses from the Food and Drug Administration in accordance to the FDA-approved labeling and guidance. Do you guys know, um, I think it's the NIH who approves the FDA um, drugs. Do you know who works over there? That's right. 
It is Fauci's wife. Weird. Real. I mean, it, is it just a coincidence? Is it? World Health Organization emergency use listings in accordance with applicable doses requirements prior to or after the establishment of this policy are considered fully vaccinated. It's funny that the FDA just came out with this. And I guess at the same time, the DOD issues the order. I know service members who are actively participating in COVID-19 clinical trials are exempted from mandatory vaccination against COVID-19 until the trial is complete in order to avoid invalidating such clinical trials. Mandatory vaccinations requirements will be implemented consistent with DOD instructions 6205-TAC-02, quote, DOD immunization program, July 23rd of 2019. This is when it was written. DOD immunization program, it was written July 23rd, 2019. Sounds like it was written under Donald Trump's command. The military department should use existing policies and procedures to manage mandatory vaccination of service members to the extent practicable. Mandatory vaccination of service members will be subject to any identified contradictions and administration, administrative or exemptions established in military department policy. The military departments may promulgate appropriate guidance to carry out the requirements set above. The Undersecretary of Defense for Personnel and Readiness may provide additional guidance to implement and comply with FDA requirements or Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommendations, which we all know masks, social distancing, the fucking shots didn't work. Because we're still using masks and shots and social distancing. The secretaries of the military departments should impose ambitious timelines for implementation. Military departments will report regularly on vaccination completion using established systems for other mandatory vaccine reporting. Our vaccination of the force will save lives. Thank you for your focus on this critical mission. Secretary of Defense. What a... I, I'm telling you guys, like, this is, this is absurd. You should be calling your congressmen and your senators and everybody that you possibly can right now to tell them to fuck off. You don't get to mandatory, you know, a, a, vac- a vaccine that these guys can survive in their sleep. National Guard, you guys, you're a little, you're a little more obese. <laughs> than the Marine Corps and the grunts in the Army and things like that. Navy, you guys might have a little tough, tough time too. I am sorry. I got I to gotta have some fun with this, guys. There's, there's so much shit going on. But this is, um, this is not where this ends. Um, obviously, you know, if a lot of you guys are thinking these guys are fighters, you know, a lot of them are going to say, nah. I don't think I'll take your stupid fucking vaccine. Because I don't need it. Well, they, they've already come out and said something about that. Uh, this is from the Washington Free Beacon. Marines will lose their pensions, tuition assistance, and access to the GI Bill, along with the other military benefits if they refuse the COVID-19 vaccination, according to internal emails reviewed by the Washington Free Beacon. I'm going to stop for a second. They're holding Some people that I've talked to already, 20 plus 
years of quote unquote service, right? 20 plus years. And they're telling these guys right now, Hey man, if you don't do this as you're even leaving, you're transitioning out, you're going to lose your pension. You're going to lose your tuition assistance and you're going to lose your GI bill for 20 years for a fucking vaccine. Holy shit. I was wondering when this was going to come across veterans, uh, you know, and, and here's the thing. This is not where this is going to stop. If you think this stops right here, you're wrong. You're as wrong as the day is long. This is going to keep going. Will they do it to the people who are not in the military? Of course they will. They're going to be like, hey, you vaccinated? Show us your papers or else you're not going to get your disability. You're not going to be able to go on base and shop at the, the commissary. You're not going to be able to do all of these things. Uh, have your tuition assistance or use your GI Bill if you're not vaccinated. You will come into line or you will lose everything that you were told you earned in quote-unquote service to this country. Yeah. Yeah. Monsters. You think it's going to stop at veterans? Oh, no, 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 no. No, it's not. Hey, old people. People who are, I say old, you know, you, you spry, silver-haired, other bald people out there, whatever you are. You think this is going to stop with veterans? You're wrong. This is going to be something for anybody who is on the government dole. Guarantee Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, everything that you ever paid in for, they're coming for it. They are coming for it, and they have already made plans to strip you of it now. What can you do about this? Talk to your sheriffs. Talk to your mayors. Those guys are the people who run the people with badges and guns. What needs to happen is when they start cutting people off because they won't take a shot because we all know one shot is not a fix-all for everybody on this planet, right? There are pre-existing conditions or people with antibodies. There's a million different fucking reasons why a lot of people don't want this vaccine. And what are they going to do? They're going to hold it over your head. They're going to strip you of the money that they already stripped you of and said, hey, man, it'll be here for retirement. I, I'm, I know this is, this is some depressing ass shit is what this is. An August 18th email from Colonel Teague Pastel, a commander and commanding officer at the Marine Barracks in Washington, D.C., told colleagues that although vaccines are still voluntary, which we know they're not anymore, the military believes they will become mandatory. Yeah, here they are. In the near future, and the penalties for refusing the coronavirus vaccination, Pastel wrote, should be in line with others for insubordination. Those penalties include admission, administration separation, a demerit, and the Marines' personal file, as well as the forfeiture of various retirement and financial benefits. Quote, please continue engaging with our troops on the importance of vaccinating 
and stress that this is still voluntary at this time. However, once the vaccine becomes mandatory, they need to be prepared to separate and potentially lose benefits. Pastel email reads, if the Marines are not willing to lose the benefits, they should just get the vaccine now. Yeah, buddy. They are driving out. I'm telling you right now, you know who they're driving out. They're driving out the best damn Marines and everybody else that are still left. Don't send your kids to this shit. Threaten them. and <laughs> I say threaten them. I tell my kids all the time, better never ever join the military. Cut off your toe. I'm obviously, it's tongue in cheek and I'm just playing around with them. But they, I also have very serious conversations with them about why you shouldn't. And this is exactly why. They are, we have men and women who are still in Afghanistan who are the children of, you know, guys my age that were over there 20 years ago. Or guys that, are, that started at my age who are getting out now. Think about that. The guys who are my age, the guys that went in as enlisted E1s. 2001, we ran off after 9-11 to do, you know, just gangster-ass shit for the, the MIC. And to think about the op tempo, you know, some of these guys have been around for 20 years. They've done, I don't know, 15 deployments, give or take, depending on who they are. And after seeing people in their lives, die, divorces, you know, whatever. Just some of the, I mean, that's the thing is, I don't think most people can imagine what that lifestyle is for 20 years as a person who's in either special operations or combat uh, type roles. Or, I mean, I, I just, I don't think you can understand the pain and the agony and the heartbreak. And you know I mean? You talk about life's not fucking fair. I mean, listen, these guys, these guys grew up, you know, watching, you know, what they thought were heroes, G.I. Joe, He-Man, all this other stuff. And when it was their time and they thought we were under attack, they ran off. They served 20 years of hell in these places. Maybe one of them just had their, you know, a son blown up over there today who is still serving. Can you imagine right now? what they're doing to radicalize these men to piss these people off. Boy, boy. You couldn't plan it better if you wanted to bring down the United States of America. You couldn't do it. To pull this kind of shit after 20 20 years of service, get ready because a lot of you guys paid a lot of money and to Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid and all that other stuff that they said, oh, yeah, you know, it'll, it'll be gone by the time my generation gets to taking it. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, we, we got to have I mean, seriously, there's got to be a tax revolt in America. There has got to be a mass move to Bitcoin. And I guarantee you watch right now with all the crazy shit going on. A lot of times when I'm watching Bitcoin, when I see it bounce it's because of things like this disasters days where you know the the perception of america still being a country is less intact for whatever reason it is 
I don't know what it's at right now, but I can tell you right now. Um, take a few minutes and and let you guys know, man. Like, if if you've got people in your lives that need help, if they if you've got people in your lives that are looking at going into the military, you can send them to me, and I'll happily you know say something uh, uh, to them about it. Like, no, you know, like take it from a guy. Um, that's watching guys, you know, left and right right now lose their minds. I am, I feel bad. Like, I, I mean, seriously, if you're waking up right now, if you're out there, if you see this, if you're sharing it with those guys, listen, you're not, you're not stupid. You're not dumb. You know, you, you were, you've been indoctrinated. You've never left the system since you were five, basically. Right. I mean, this, that's the truth. They get you at age five and they pump your head full of bullshit, indoctrination, Star Spangly Amazingness. And when you run off, especially the, the guys that are in combat roles, run off to, to war, to battle. And man, they abuse you and use you. And, you know, you go through the most heinous shit you can possibly imagine. And then they're going to hold something over your head and remove everything that they ever told you you were you know you earned it you earned it you earned this your pension your gi bill your tuition assistance and all that other kind of stuff you earned this but you got to take the shot first man i mean are you are you kidding me you want to join a you want to join a military that abuses men in a never-ending war, men and women, in a never-ending war for 20 years, has a shit show for an exit, and on top of it, puts this out there and says, nah, you know what, thanks and everything, but hey, if you're not going to take this shot, yeah, go fuck yourself. I mean, Jesus Christ. Oh, I mean, you want to talk about Asking for an ass whooping. I mean, and the thing is, is who are they asking for an ass whooping? They're asking some really capable, pissed off people. And they might get it. I don't know. They might get it. You've got dipshits like Charlie Kirk. Damn it, Charlie. I know you've. No, oh, I don't know, man. Maybe you're bought and paid for. Maybe you're not. I, I don't know. But I, I've got this guy, 13 dead service members in Afghanistan, the deadliest day of U.S. troops in a decade. America humiliated on a world stage, and no one in the regime has been fired or forced to step down. Nobody. Charlie, when Republicans had the presidency and the Senate and the House, what happened? Nothing Republicans are cucks, man. They are spineless, gutless cucks. They're a controlled opposition. These guys have nothing in terms of a plan to deal with any of these people. And then he has a stupid, stupid tagline. Joe Biden lied. Marines died. I can't stand this kind of shit, especially from pencil neck dorks like Charlie Kirk. To use that as a, as a, I don't know, as a political tagline 
Oh, this, this is what this is the problem with. I don't know, being a boomer as a 20 year old or an early 30s. I, I mean, it. I don't know if you're grifting. I don't know what you're doing, but maybe talk to some people that have a differing opinion than you. Then just, I don't know, you know, the, the pirate out of Texas, Dan Crenshaw, you got to, you got to see something. You got to hear something. You got to be challenged on these things a little bit more. I'll tell you what, after today, I'll tell you, there's this new social thing out there um, where you challenge people to debates and they loaded my profile into and asked me to go do this. This might be a perfect time to have a conversation with, you know, somebody like Charlie Kirk or, uh, or Candace Owens for God's sakes. Um, But I want to make one point and we got about 10 minutes left here. Uh, I want to make one point in all of this. What we have seen in my lifetime over the past 20 years is we have left or are leaving or whatever. We have left billions and billions and billions of dollars of equipment, of munitions, of weapons to people who were our sworn enemies in Afghanistan, in Iraq, in Syria, all over the northern horn of Africa and on the eastern horn of Africa. If that isn't the very fucking definition of treason, aiding or abetting your enemies, I don't know what is. If there's something America could get behind right now and uniting in terms of looking at this more objectionably instead of tearing each other apart, it's this. The generals, the the ambassadors, the secretaries, and the presidents, everyone back to George Bush, everybody should be on trial for treason. Billions and billions and billions. No whistleblowers. We ran the whistleblowers out, right? The the few people that came out and said anything went to Leavenworth. They got ostracized. They got run out of the country. That shit doesn't happen anymore. What we are seeing is absolute treason in terms of the very definition, giving aid and comfort to the quote-unquote enemy. And it's all of them. It's not left. It's not right. This is 20 years in the making. These part, these guys are part of the that big giant club of billionaires, super wealthy, weird people that are monsters. And you're not in that fucking club. And they love when you guys tear each other apart. This is one thing that we could absolutely get behind as Americans. It is time, America. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. If you don't see it now, if you don't see this as a calculated dismantling of the United States, run them, bleed them dry in war for 20 years, wear them out mentally. Go out there now and bring in 
this bullshit disease that has a 99.9% survivability rating, you know, maybe, I don't know, I was doing the math the other day, over 30% of the people in America are not vaccinated, are not taking the vaccine. You have people who have gotten the vaccine that regret it. You have people who got two and now see the error of their ways because they're telling them they need a booster every six months. Like things are cascading. You have a you have inflationary policy that is running rampant right now. Absolutely rampant. So you're killing the dollar. You are absolutely instilling fear and killing Americans and you're injecting them with something what that gives them a 99 point what survivability rating when the virus is already 99.9% survivable by most people especially if you're not obese or have diabetes or 78 years old like if you look at it as they're trying to tear us apart rip us down conquer us and use us as tax cattle for the foreseeable future. This all makes absolutely perfect sense right now. Absolutely perfect sense. And Occam's razor, right, is, is you know, the, the simplest answer is usually the easiest answer. I can see it plain as day. I know a ton of you guys can. And that's that's encouraging. It's encouraging that we have 30% of people that never, ever, ever got vaccinated. We have more people that are mad. There are more people that got vaccinated that don't think that it should be mandatory. And we have people waking up the, the idea that the vaccinations will never end now. And nobody ever said that. And nobody ever said what will happen when you stop taking vaccines. Yeah. I mean, this is some serious shit. Get ready. Get your family ready. Talk to them. Share this kind of stuff, this information. Share the show with them. Whatever you can do to wake up as many people as possible. I saw this great meme the other day where this one lady is kind of sitting there like this, looking at this other lady. She doesn't have a mask on. The other lady does have a mask on. And she says, hey, man, you know, we're, we're really just asking to be left alone. And the one with the mask on says something to the effect of, well, the TV people tell me that you're a domestic terrorist, right? Like seriously, that's what's going on. That's, that's where the battle lines are being drawn. They are t- saying that you are absolutely the enemies of the state point blank. And I think a lot of people are waking up to that idea. I think a lot of people are uh, nervous. I think a lot of people are uncomfortable. I think this, this past year and a half has been a grind. It's going to continue to be a grind until we free ourselves. But here's the thing is, man, it's like we we're seeing it break down and we know they're not crossing some lines with a lot of really, really armed people. And that's a good thing because here's the thing is after we do it here, we do the dance, the boog here in the United States. If it comes to that people in Australia, People in Europe and everywhere else, man, they're, you, you think we've seen anything in terms of wholesale slaughter. Like I think what's coming to the world now from these absolute monsters, if people don't start fighting back a little bit harder than hell, they're standing up concentration camps in Australia right now. Australia. 
I hope those truckers are very serious about what's going on. I really, really, I hope they're very serious. I'll tell you right now, um, if you guys run easy, uh, let's, let's take a minute here at the end of the show. I got a couple minutes left. I know a lot of you guys run easy and I want to kind of give you maybe some, um, I don't know, just some, some personal experience on how to handle these situations from a guy who's been some situations, right? Um, where maybe you didn't know if tomorrow was coming or the fact that you may not get through the day kind of serious. So a lot of times, uh, especially at night, you know, uh, you're, we'll start there at night since you guys are going to be going to bed soon. When you lay down, put your fucking phone in another room, let it charge somewhere away from you. Get that shit away from where you're at. I mean, just get away from it. Don't look at it before you go to bed. If you've got a significant other, go out of your way to love on them, to squeeze them, to give them a kiss, uh, to hold them, to, to praise them for a few minutes. It'll make you feel better too. Maybe say sorry for something that, you know, you were, you were upset about earlier in the day with, or maybe that you took out on them because let's face it, the world's a grind right now and everybody's under a lot of fucking pressure, right? So maybe start with that. Once you get the lights off, unwind. Take a deep, deep breath and let it out. And continue to do this as you relax your body from your toes all the way up to your jaw. And I'm serious. Make sure your hands aren't clenched or fidgeting. Just lay there on your back. And as you're calming yourself and relieving some of the stress that's bound up in your shoulders and your back and your thighs, legs, calves, wherever. Begin to take stock of what you're thankful for. I mean, everything. Start with things maybe that you're touching. The bed, the soft sheets, the fact that they're clean, the fact that you will have air conditioning. Maybe you got to take a nice warm shower before you slipped into bed. These things are important for mental health, right? When you can take stock of the things you're grateful for, having clean clothes, having some breakfast, knowing that, you know, when you wake up, you got a meal, maybe you got, you know, uh, somebody you're going to see over the weekend. I don't know what it is. Toilets, running water. Thank you, Sean Baldwin. Um, the, the, the idea that you can brush your teeth, the fact that maybe you're healthy, your family's healthy. You've got, you know, maybe you've already survived COVID. Maybe you've survived both jabs and I don't know. Maybe you're employed. Maybe you've got an income. Maybe, you know, you're busier than ever. Those are, those are great, great things. It's just, you got to take stock of them. And I guarantee you, as you do this, your psyche, your conscience, will move from that fight or flight lower brain shit into your upper brain. And as it relaxes, you're going to start to feel really, really a sense of calm. And I don't, you know, listen, different things for different people, right? Like saying thanks for these kind of things for some people to something that they think is maybe mythical and doesn't exist anyway might be a weird thing, but in your head, it's going to do some good things for you, no matter what, 
and that'll help you live a better life. For those of you guys are who do practice faith, faith is real simple in terms of, you know, I should say what it's not is going to church, you know, on a weekly basis or whatever it is. That's not faith. Faith is being in the thick of God awful world exploding, um, life changing situations and knowing that it's all going to be okay. Right. Like that's, that's what it is. My camera's restarting. Thank you. Magic lantern. Um, the, when you're in those situations and you can calm yourself, take a deep breath, take stock of things and say, thank you for the small things out there. It's going to change the, the chemistry in your brain, which is going to help you function at a higher level. And it's going to give you a path. It's going to set you down a path where you can actually see things through, accomplish them, tick off tasks where you're going to be better off if you're purposeful. The next thing is as you go through your day, especially with your family and your friends, in this time, you're going to have disagreements. You, It's just... It's life. You're going to have disagreements. You're definitely going to have disagreements in, in this sort of time. Maybe think about it for a second and know that that person, whether it's your son, your daughter, your wife, uh, you know, in-laws or your, your own parents, brother, sister, siblings, whatever. Know that they love you. And if you don't think that they do, man, I'm telling you. Just put it in the back of your brain anyway. If you start interacting with people as if they love you and you know that they love you and you're you're con- conscious about this, you can have much more meaningful conversations and you have much more productive conversations and positive communication, right? And positive communication, especially in tough times, is super critical. We can sit here and we have a you know a very plain English discussion. And the person who said one thing will be misunderstood by the person who heard it, where all definitions are understood just because that's how we are as human beings. We misunderstand things all this time. Um, it is, these are just some of the little tips and tricks. When you put your, your, your family and your friends and your relationships first and all this stuff in a distant second, because let's face it, people are the most important. This is going to help you create a much more positive mental mindset. And with positive mental mindsets, man, I'll tell you right now, you can do absolutely world-changing things, uh, especially like bringing the ideas of peace and liberty and consent to people uh, all over the world. I've seen people say they're here from the Philippines tonight. And, you know, like I said, there's a show where I'll just go through all of these countries that you guys have helped us get into. Um, and I'm absolutely thrilled to death to be able to do this and have an audience. I mean, I, I'm telling you guys absolutely from the bottom of my heart. I mean, seriously, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jay says, not sure. Kind of been watching him for C to see myself. What do I believe in? Um, says the new Don do. All right. We'll, um, we'll do that show next week. Um, early in the week, next week, what does Shane Hazel believe? Um, 
we'll do that show. I actually did this um, with a guy named Daniel not too long ago. And it was, uh, I think it was like Biblical Anarchy is this podcast. And Daniel, forgive me. It was one of my most favorite conversations that I've had on another podcast out there. But um, yeah, maybe we'll do a show about what I believe in the uh, the very near future. And maybe it can help you um, maybe round out some of the things that you have going on too. But until then, thank you guys so much for staying up late with me and uh, sharing and donating and, you know, just being just the, some of the, the best damn people on earth. So uh, I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend, whatever you're doing and, you know, keep, keep the important things at the top and, and, and really, you know, everything else will kind of slide into place for you no matter what. So until then, I love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff.